Hello and welcome to another episode of High Low with Emrata. I'm recording this on June 7th, my birthday. New York is really scary outside right now. Um, the air quality is really bad from these fires that are happening in Canada. And um, I just wanted to say that I hope everyone is staying safe. A friend's dog who just coughed up blood and Sly is definitely staying inside today. I have a little bit of a headache. It's really, really scary. I grew up in California, so the wildfires are not new to me. Um, I remember missing weeks of school and like driving to, I think it was Halloween or something, and there being ash all over the car, my mom having to turn on the windshield wipers. So I'm just thinking of everyone who are affected by these fires and this, yeah, it's really scary. Um, But also it's my birthday, so... We're not going to do a birthday episode. I kind of thought about doing that, but I felt like we've done a lot of very personal kind of things around pregnancy and my experience as a model and the Ask Me Anything. So today I wanted to try something a little bit new. Anyone who's been following me for a long time knows I love to read. Uh, I have to say this past year I have been reading a lot less, but um, one of my things for my birthday was to start to read more and make sure that I'm reading more. Stay tuned for more High Low with Emrata. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch, find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. Welcome back to High Low with Emrata. So I was kind of actually sort of hoping that doing this episode and making the promise to have more book club kind of element to the show and episodes that it'll help me read um, because I I think it's a combination of things that have kept me from reading a little bit. Honestly, partly it's just that, you know, when I'm not working, I, I've said this a million times, but when I'm not working, I like to be with Sly and I'm not really reading. Um, it's just not the free time. Like I used to have days off and or a weekend, I would just like curl up with a book and I don't have that kind of time anymore. That being said, this man goes to bed at seven o'clock and there's no excuse for me to just sit and watch TikToks, but also kind of giving myself a break. It's been one hell of a year for me. And um, one of the things that I've learned to try to do in general is be better at like not giving myself such a hard time for, for example, not reading enough. And I know this is a problem a lot of people have is you know, just not finding the time or, you know, not being able to putting down a book and not being able to pick it back up, which is why I'm going to talk about essay collections. um, First and foremost, these are a lot of the books that informed the writing of mine because, you know, I I didn't know I was writing a book. I was writing essays and I really wasn't super familiar with essay collections. I love the best American essay collections that come out every year, best American short stories. I highly recommend those, especially if you kind of want to get a sense of what contemporary writers are doing and like what's, what the, what the best writing of the year has been. Those collections are incredible. And I always read those and 
there. Um, I read the Paris Review, which, you know, they publish um, short fiction and essays a decent amount. So, you know, I knew, but but I it, it was really a fun thing to kind of deep dive into essay collections that had come out in the last, you know, 10 years that I found really impressive. Um, and some of them were things I had already read and other, than, uh, other ones weren't. So without further ado, let's get into it. I'm going to run through um, as many books as I can and just give you a little bit of why I love them. I'm also going to talk about what these books mean to me personally um, and a little bit about the writers as well. Let's get into it. Okay, so actually an essay collection that I started with that I'd read before I knew I was ever going to write a book of essays um, is this one by Lacey M. Johnson called The Reckonings. And I think that I had seen a piece of her writing published somewhere, which made me interested in it. Lacey M. Johnson also has a great Twitter. And her book that came out before this was about uh, her experience with an ex-boyfriend who was abusive and actually kidnapped her. And what the theme of this book is, is about reckonings. It's about justice in kind of the contemporary world. So it starts with doing book press for her first book and um, around this experience with this awful abuser. And every time she's doing book press, you know, there's this sort of feeling of like, I want this person to be punished, this man who had hurt her so much. And she started thinking about the concept of justice and and reckoning, right? It's a really, her writing is very clear. It's political, but also incredibly personal. She does everything from talking about like climate change and what she's experienced with flooding to, you know, raising her daughters to stuff around feminism. And it's just a really beautiful, beautiful book that, I recommend especially to young women um, or femme presenting people because I think that it speaks to so much of the experience that we have around safety and um, power in a subtle way. So that's one of the first essay collections I always recommend to people. I also like to recommend it because I think that um, it's lesser known. Some of these other books that I'm going to talk about um, like are very, very famous. And the writers have, you know, whatever, work at the New Yorker or are writing on a daily basis for um, publications you might know. But Lacey M. Johnson does kind of lay a little bit lower. Um, and I just think that book should be insanely popular. Okay, to turn to some more popular books, uh, Lisa Tadeu's Three Women, which was going to be turned into a TV show. It seems like that's not happening now. Lisa actually has become a friend um, and she is a brilliant writer. This book is about exploring female desire. And she followed three women across the country and their stories with sex and love. One is a young girl who gets involved with her teacher and then the relationship uh, is found out and there is an incredible falling out with a lot of interesting layers to power and slut shaming. And, um, you know, this teacher is like a very likable guy. There's that. There's a married woman who um, starts to have an affair. And then there is another woman who has a very interesting sexual relationship with her husband where um, she has sex with other people. And I think that the thing about this book 
it is an amazing book. It is, you know, really expansive and it takes on something that so many people are afraid to talk about, which is female desire. I think there isn't enough writing by women about female desire in a really, truly honest way. Um, I think so much of the way that we think about sex being because women are so objectified in our culture and there's so many really kind of specific things around looking at ourselves in sex that people get really afraid to kind of go there because I think talking about women in sex and female desire specifically becomes political almost instantly. Um, and Lisa's not afraid to go there. And, you know, these women are real, they're not fictionalized. And um, the fantasies that we have and the desire for intimacy and the way we view ourselves and sex, like so many of these things come out in Three Women. So I highly recommend that book. Another really popular book um, that a lot of people know this writer, Gia Tolentino, she actually just did that piece on Matt Healy that was kind of circulating. Um, she writes for The New Yorker. She also did the piece um, called Instagram Face, which I think we talked about in an episode not that long ago that has become just kind of a, I think Instagram Face has just become a term and is about, you know, this kind of beauty aesthetic that is connected to social media, but is also now in real life because of fillers and um Botox and plastic surgery and procedures you can get, that's kind of giving everyone this really specific look. Um, and she herself goes to um, experience the, like goes to um, a plastic surgery place, Medispa, um, and they tell her like all the things they do with her face. And she talks about this beauty aesthetic um, that I think is so prevalent and we see it a lot. And it's really bizarre because I think even women from very different backgrounds and different races are kind of chasing a similar aesthetic in a, a very interesting way. But anyway, Gia Tolentino's book, Trick Mirror. Gia is interesting because she makes herself complicit and like talks about her personal experiences around like workout culture and athleisure and you know, capitalism and salad bars and um, how that relates to being a woman in the world right now. She also has an amazing essay about the internet that I really, again, I just don't know that there's that many people who have written about their relationship to the internet. It's called The Eye in Internet in a way that speaks so globally. Again, she's just somebody who's very good at personal and political weaving it together. Um, some of her essays I like more than others, but it's sort of a must buy. Another book that I think is The Empathy Exams. Leslie Jameson um, is a is the kind of writer that when I read, it's not even, um, I don't even have a feeling of like, oh, I wish I could write like this because she just, it feels like I could never write like her. Um, she's so incredibly intelligent. Um, and I absolutely love her, the, the title essay, The Empathy Exams. This is one that just like, I think everyone should read. It's about a very personal experience she had around abortion, but also about the training doctors get. Well, it starts with the training that doctors get about empathy and like bedside manners. And then it's about really like empathy in all of our lives and it's an amazing essay. The, the rest of the book I 
don't love as much. There are some other strong essays, but for me, that is the essay and it's worth buying the whole book just to have it. Another book um, that is a definite classic that, you know, if you're somebody who uh, reads a lot, you know this writer, Hilton Alls. Um, Again, the type of writer that is just like, I don't even really know when you read him, you're like, I'm, I'm not even jealous. I just, this comes from another, it's another level, otherworldly writing. He writes about everything from Eminem to, I mean, the, obviously the title of the book is White Girls because of his relationship to white women as a queer black man. And again, uh, I think he's just an incredible writer. Definitely pick that one up. This is again, another collection of essays. Another one is how to write an autobiographical novel. Alexander Chi wrote this really kind of epic, um, iconic book that turns out was based in reality of his life. But he was a lot of things that even his mother did not know about his childhood and his experiences. And um, it prompted this book of essays later. And obviously the title speaks to his experience with his first book. Alexander Chi teaches writing and I'm just a huge fan. He is, there's a lot about gay culture um, in the 80s and the Bay politics, obviously about writing itself. And he just um, offers a really incredible perspective. And the writing is so beautiful. Again, the opening essay in that book, there is some stuff he writes about um, his experience as a child and the the visuals that come out in the writing are just delicious, um, for lack of a better term. Another book, I really like, and I feel like it hits on a lot of the things that we talk about, or I even did a kind of a um, TikTok referencing this when the Marilyn Monroe movie came out with Anna de Armas um, about just our fetishization of dead women, Dead Girls by Alice Boleyn. I absolutely love this book. Um, And it's about the American obsession of dead girls. It's really brilliantly written. Stay tuned for more High Low with Emrata. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back to High Low with Emrata. So let's actually move away from essays now and talk about fiction that I love or short story collections. Two that come to mind immediately were ones that I read when I was 
um, like pretty young and maybe 10 years ago, including um, Juno Diaz, who is controversial. The book is called This Is How You Lose Her. It's an incredible collection of short stories. One of my favorite short stories ever is um, called The Sun, the Moon, and the Stars. And it's a lot of people who don't necessarily love to read. I love to send them this particularly straight men, this is like a good one because it is from the perspective of a young straight guy who cheats on his girlfriend and takes her to the Dominican Republic. And it's about his um, connection to where he's from and his relationship to this woman and masculinity, basically. And it's just absolutely wonderful. I love it so much. I also would say Lori Moore, her collection of short stories, self-help, I read those when I first moved to New York. They were incredibly impactful on me. Laurie Moore is um, kind of one of the biggest writers of our time, I think. And everything she writes is just incredible. Um, Highly recommend that as well. Another collection of short stories that I think is amazing, A Manual for Cleaning Women, Lucia Berlin. Lucia Berlin, actually, this collection was published post-ominously. She was never a famous writer. She worked as a cleaning woman for most of her life. She battled um, alcoholism and addiction and um, poverty. And it's a thick, uh, there's a lot of short stories in there. And I just think she's probably one of my top 10 favorite writers. The, The way that the stories are put together too, it almost works as like, it feels like one world and there feels like there's a shape to them. It's, it's really well done. Um, I highly recommend that as well. Some of just my favorite classic books that I felt like I thought about, like if there were 10 top books that I told somebody they have to read, I would obviously have to say uh, The Bluest Eye by Toni Morrison. I think that's one of the most incredible ones by her. Ways of Seeing, John Berger, that is just a really important book. Um, the Autobiography of Malcolm X, incredible uh, political and just powerful writing. Madame Bovary, something that, a book that changed my life. I read when I was like 18. Sally Rooney has, you know, in the literary world, she's been on a journey. And I think the commercialization and the success she had with both of her first books, like has kind of made her this polarizing figure. But I love Conversations with Friends, which is, um, obviously the one that's less known. Um, But I just think I love the politics of the friends and I love the way she basically can incorporate the internet into writing in a way that I just feels really modern and difficult to do. All About Love, Bell Hooks. We could do a whole section on Bell Hooks. Maybe I should. Middle March, an important book that I don't want to give away, but um, there's there's a big surprise. Um, A Room of One's Own, and also The Reckonings, I would have to say. Another book I just wanted to mention uh, is Know My Name by Chanel Miller. Chanel Miller was the unknown Jane Doe who was behind the Brock Turner case um, that was highly publicized. And her, what the closing statement she gave in the case where this boy was given very little punishment for uh, speaking about Justin, justice and the reckonings for rape, her uh, closing statement at the at the trial went viral, and she then wrote this book, which is a real serious book. It doesn't feel like somebody you know said like, "Oh, she seems okay at writing." It's 
incredibly vulnerable. She tells her experience in such an amazing way and she is actually quite radical. There's a lot of strength in her vulnerability and her journey of forgiving herself and for understanding these really kind of dark things about our world through her experience of um, rape and the publicized, the way that this case was publicized. And if you don't remember the story of Brock Turner, his dad wrote um, an argument to the judge about why um, his life was being ruined because of the consequences of his actions. And I just think it's a really empowering. And, you know, I feel I have complicated feelings about that word, but it's an amazing book. I also think Fierce Attachments, Vivian Gornick, that's an incredible book about um, a mother-daughter, Lower East Side, very left-wing, Jewish, from a certain type, uh, time and place in the world. But I think it really, the Fierce Attachments is a title, it, it speaks to what it is, and I um, I really love that. Um, if you're into politics, this was recommended me to me by um, someone um, who's written a lot of philosophy, uh, the letters of Rosa Luxemburg. Rosa Luxemburg, really important political figure. Recommend reading that. Um, I also love Chloe Caldwell's Women. It's a very slim but important book. Lauren Groff's Delicate Edible Birds, absolutely amazing writer. There is a short story in that that is just says so much about power and feminism. It takes place in World War II and it's really incredible. Okay, Luster, Raven Leilani, shout out to Raven. Again, I wasn't reading a lot of fiction when I was um, writing my book, but Luster was the exception. It is an absolutely gorgeously written book about a young black woman who has an affair with a married white man and her relationship to their family. I don't know, some some of the best writing that you'll ever come across. Another book I love that deals with a lot of the themes of these books, uh, the, the, a lot of the titles that I'm mentioning is Truth and Beauty by Ann Patchett. Um, if you're interested in books around female friendship, this is really a juicy one. Ann Patchett was best friends with a, actually, who became someone who also became a famous writer, unfortunately passed away. And she had conditions and uh, medical issues that were part of her physical appearance. And there it's about how her friend and they navigated sex and love and relationships and their writing together. And it's just an incredible book. There's a few um, books I can recommend around beauty. I think I Feel Bad About My Neck by Nora Ephron, uh, Mirror Test by Melissa Fabos, who I absolutely adore. Those are a couple that I really loved reading when I was writing about beauty and thinking about it. Also, um, Chloe Cooper Jones. This is a new book that came out in the last year. Easy Beauty. That's an amazing book. I feel like I'm coming to the end of my time. And there's so much more I want to talk about. Rachel Cusk, Sheila Hetty, Melissa Fabos is another writer that I think people should really pay attention to. The Right to Sex. That's an important essay collection I completely forgot about that I think basically speaks to modern feminism. Um, Thick by Tressie McMillan Cotton. Um, I wish I had read this book before I wrote My Body. I think that it's really, it's written by a black woman and it's very much speaks to intersectionality and beauty in a way that's really important. I highly recommend that. Adrian Rich, Audre Lorde, Shit, man, we're going to have to do another episode. Margaret Margaret Atwood. Yeah, we got a lot to talk about. 
Anyway, I just loaded this episode up with tons and tons of books for you to read. I want to do some deep dives. As always, go to hilo.fm to submit your voice notes and thoughts on any of these books. If you have some to recommend to me, I always am open and I'm looking forward to hearing from all of you and for maybe integrating books in general more into the podcast. All right. Hope you all are staying safe and thank you so much. Hilo with Imrata is a Sony Music Entertainment and Bitch Era Media production. Our executive producers are me, Emily Ratajkowski, Matt Raz, and Sarita Wesley. Our showrunner is Matt Raz. Our associate producer is Rachel Choder. Today's episode was engineered by Samantha Gatsik with original music by The Crystal Pharaoh.